We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. So what's your, uh, let's go ahead and get to your grades, and then we'll hand out the MVP stops. Sam Hartman, we talked about him staying cool. I give him a, a B just because. He put the ball, he put the ball on the carpet twice. Yeah, give him a B just because you're going to have to play beyond the talent around you for me to give you an A. You're going to have to be the reason. Explain that, Left, because we have harped all summer long on people keeping the perspective of Sam Hartman. I'll say this. Sam Hartman has exceeded my expectations when it comes to intangibles and his overall impact and leadership on this team. He's exceeded my expectations. But Sam Hartman physically in his game is exactly who I expected him to be. Um, He's Tony Stark with an Iron Man suit on. So until he take the Iron Man suit off, I don't know. I take that as an insult, dog, because I love Tony Stark and Iron Man. I don't, no, I don't, but I'm saying, I'm saying, you know Tony what I'm saying? Stark, out, off the I, suit is I, the man. Out the look, suit is the man. I, I love Ghost, Ghostface Killers, my favorite member of the Wu Tang can. That's Tony Stark's. I love Tony Stark's. I love, you know, I, you have to break that down. Like, we love Sam Hartman. You're calling yeah. Sam Hartman Iron oh, Man. Oh, that's, okay. that's, The the Iron Man suit is the Notre Dame offense. Tony Stark mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. The, no, the 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 Iron Man suit, he's Tony Stark. We like him. He got the money. He he, he got all the attention. He got he, he got the money. He has the girls. He got the girls. Smart. He winning. He winning. Got the dog. Got the beard. All of that. Facts. Facts. But it's but I who's can the dope? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. LL question of the day. Who's the who's the dopest billionaire? Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark? I just had to ask. Go ahead. That's a good question. But that is. Tony Stark is not outside that Iron Man suit, not beating up villains. 
That's the NC State thing. They can catch Tony Stark slipping when he don't got the Iron Man suit on. Mm-hmm. But when Tony Stark paying attention, put that Iron Man suit on, he hard to beat. And all them people that thought, oh, I could whip Tony Stark. No, not with that Iron Man suit on. It's going to be a little harder. I got to get some actual villains. I got to get some, some big name villains to do it. And that's what this is. And, and I think at the end of the day, we know and we appreciate Tony Stark for who he is. But when you put him in an Iron Man suit, it's a problem. We we had people trying to operate the, the Iron Man suit that couldn't get the blasters right, couldn't take off right. But you got all these resources. Can't use them. Now we got a guy that can use them. And now Notre Dame got to get some respect. Now you got to be like, okay, he going, you know, I can't just be robbing this bank. I can't just be running the muck in the city because I'm going to have some problems on my hands. I, I could get well, get away with it before. I can't get away with it now. And I think that's what college football got to realize. They can't get away with all that trash talking now about Notre Dame because we, we, we got some answers for you. And we're just going to continue to show week in and week out. And we're going to get in these big situations where y'all are calling these big games. By the time we get to these games, it ain't going to look so big. It's going to be, oh, Clemson's an underdog. They got to bounce back from this rough start and, and show against Notre Dame who's been unstoppable. We're going to look like the big bad bully coming into town because we just – we can't hide 45 a week. What is it? You can't hide money? You can't hide 45 a week. That ESPN ticket going all day. All these teams across the country got to see, damn, 45 to what? 50 to what? 42 to who? Damn. Oh, they scored 45 against Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before you were used to seeing 20 to 13 versus Toledo. Everybody like, oh, these guys are jokes. These guys suck. They getting lucky beating Purdue. Now we on people's heads. Damn, what they need to join the conference, man. They can't be they can't be winning like this and got the money and yeah. All it took was a little bit of tightening over here, a little screw over here, some recruiting right there, and then put a quarterback right in the middle. Where they setting up the nativity scene for Christmas. You gotta put the, the stock in, boom, and put the tree, boom. We just we just need that little nativity scene when you walk in right there. The, the three magi and the little Mary, yeah, the nativity scene set the set the house right. Because the tree is one thing, the stockings okay, that's standard, but the nativity scene. Now you boom, now you in the spirit. Now people want to walk around your house, take their shoes off. They say, "Oh, this is a fancy house. They got a nativity scene. Let me take my shoes." You ain't got to remind them; they already know. Now when you walk in Notre Dame, you already know. So we can't hide the fact that we a sneakily good team in November that's gone and nobody want to see. Nobody want to see us now. <laughs> we are not hiding. So, yeah, Deion said he's coming. They got to do a bunch of rah-rah to boost it up. But they still look beatable because they're giving up a lot of points. Not last week, but the week before they gave it 4-2. I don't think we'll be a team to give up that many points. Against USC, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. 
But right now, we're in position, in the right position. Duke don't want to see us. I know everybody think Duke going to be tough and we need to watch out for Duke. Duke is looking at us like we don't want to see Notre Dame. That's Speak what they on. think. Speak on they, it. <laughs> Duke, yeah, Duke is going to be tough for who? Clemson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ACC teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duke just saw we did the NC State because I guarantee you Duke can't do the NC State what we did to NC State. Duke not putting up no 45 points against NC State. Duke know that. Duke is hoping that the, that Ohio State effect in that game is so big that they can try to steal one the week after. They're not looking at us. At, at, after that, after the game we put against North Carolina State, the whole ACC not looking at us like, man, we're going to be a – they better not overlook us. No, we're not overlooking. You're going to have a problem on your hands, Duke. A problem because y'all defense ain't North Carolina State defense, and it didn't matter because we put up 40 something points. Clemson got to think about that too. Clemson not gonna put up 45 points against NC State. None of these teams in the ACC are gonna do what we did to, to NC State. Period. Yeah, y'all may beat them, but y'all not gonna do that to them. Y'all not going to have that margin of victory. That ain't going to happen. But y'all may beat them, but that's what y'all got to think about. And that's why it's important that we continue to to make teams think about what's coming into your city. Or when y'all come into our city, y'all got to deal with that. We have to find a way to score over 30-something points. That's what make USC so dangerous. USC scored what sixty something points in the first quarter. <laughs> it felt like Stanford looked like a. It made Stanford look real tough. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to this weekend's big matchup between Notre Dame and NC State, or the battle for the Cyhawk Trophy between Iowa and Iowa State, maybe heading to Tuscaloosa to watch Texas and Alabama, or any other matchup in the Week 2 action, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. 
Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code CFBNATION for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Lucky Lucky Podcast. We had somebody in the chat that thought they were correcting me when I was talking about Ghostface Killer. You need to do your research. Raekwon is not Tony Stark in the clan. Ghostface, Ghostface Killer literally has an album called Iron Man. Come on, do better. Tell do, do better. Bruce Wayne. Tony Stark. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I like the way you explained it. Sam Hartman is Tony Stark, and once he jumps in, within the concept of the team, that's like him putting on the Iron Man suit. And then he's able to be that dude that we've seen that's only behind Caleb Williams in passing efficiency after three weeks of college football. Um, I probably would have been a little bit more lenient on the grade to Sam Hartman because this is, let me tell you why. I knew that the front seven of North Carolina State was tough. I had a lot of respect for Tony Gibson. I knew what they were able to do against him and success they had about against Sam Hartman being one and two and just giving him fits while he was at Wake Forest. And I knew early on, I expected early on that Notre Dame would struggle. But I just knew Sam Hartman had his boys. Just plain and simple, Sam, and, Sam Hartman had his boys. He didn't walk in there with that WF on his helmet. He walked in there with pure gold on his help. That's, that's totally different. You know how it is when you, you know, my younger brother talked a lot of trash when I was a, you know, we were kids, bro. It's a five year dis- difference between me and my younger brother. Me and my um, second brother are like 10 and a half months apart. Technically we're like Irish twins. I think that's the term. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's ten and a half, 10 and a half months apart. So we were real chill. My younger brother, this dude would run up on people my age, yapping. We're like, dude, what are you do? What are you doing? But he knew he had us. 
You know what I'm saying? He knew he he knew he had us. So when you see Sam Hartman at, at, at the end of the fourth quarter strutting on the sideline like this, like yeah. he was doing, he knew he had some big brothers with him when he walked into that stadium. That's right. Like he he knew. He, so he knew he could have a different attitude. He can have a different approach. The pressure wasn't on his shoulders like it was previously when he was one and two against this North Carolina State defense and Tony Gibson. So I would have maybe given him a half grade higher than you because of the expectation I had that he would struggle a little bit early on. My interest, I was interested seeing in how he would respond and his response along with the response of the team was very impressive. This is their most impressive game all year, in my opinion. As sloppy as it was, as many penalties, I'm more impressed about what I saw Saturday than I was about anything that I saw against Navy, uh, Navy and Tennessee State. Yeah, I mean, because it's From a an attitude point. standpoint, that that was, yo, yeah, I'm I mean, like, okay. even from the weather conditions and being able to be locked in for the extra hour or so uh, because of the weather and still coming out, running 80-yard touchdowns, putting up 42-plus points, mm. uh, shows a team that's mentally tough this year, a team that uh, is willing to uh, not allow the things they can't control affect them, as we've seen so far. You're playing a away game. They got a rain delay every excuse in the book to not play like you played the two previous weeks. But even in the two previous weeks, the week before uh, last, you was in another country. That's every excuse to not go out there and and, and, mm-hmm. and put up 42 points. Come back home, home opener, maybe you feel bad because it's Eddie George's team or something. Every excuse not to do well. Maybe you want to get to the homecomings faster. Or, I don't know. But we still went out there and did what we're supposed to do. So, you know, I do think that um, this team is special from a mental toughness aspect and that that's a comforting level when your quarterback knows that as well. You know, the quarterback is like, man, I got everything at my fingertips. I'm not pressed going into any game. I just got to do my job. This is a true do-your-job position. Yeah, that we preach about all the time where you don't got to do too much. We're not asking right. you to win the game necessarily. We're just asking you to do your job and play well, and everything will be what it is. So let's transition to the offensive line, who I think a lot of people might be upset, disappointed, whatever you might want to say based upon what happened early. What's your grade for the offensive line? And I'm, I'm, I just want to hear your grade first. Let me hear your grade first. Oh, by the way, if if and what you said about Sam Hartman, does that make Marcus Freeman Jarvis? Are you saying it? Because you said that Sam Hartman was Tony Starks and Iron Man. So does that make Marcus Freeman Jarvis? No, Marcus Freeman is the cool black dude. That's the other Iron Man. Oh, oh, you all right? I see where you're going. Yeah, originally, yeah, yeah. Ori- originally Terrence Howard that ended up being 
Don, he's not, he Don Cheetah. He Don Cheetah. But it was, in the Iron Man movies, it was uh Terrence Howard. Oh, right, 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 right. So, yeah, O line. O line. I mean, you know, putting up 42 points, you got to be able to block for that. And, you know, the different looks that we were able to give from a heavy run set to some play action to generally, you know, allowing the quarterback to be more comfortable as the game went on. Mm-hmm. I got to give him a B um, because we, you know, right where we should be. It wasn't it's something that we hit right on the mark of where we hit our point total we supposed to. We ended away team, weather conditions. This is a pretty solid defensive front. This is not any slackies like previous weeks. Mm-hmm. And for us to not make it look any different. Still scoring forty plus, it's a it's a good job. It's a B for me. It's a B for you. I would kind of piggyback off of that. College football, college football, and eventually you're gonna go go up against teams that have playmakers on the other side. They make plays. Right. You're not about to win every one on one rep. Just not. And. Everybody on that offensive line did something. Heck, even Joe Alt got a penalty yeah. on Saturday. So my point is this this is this is why you say, okay, yeah, that's a B performance. They go to the locker room, Joe Rudolph, Marcus Freeman, they say whatever they need, whatever you need to say about what needs to happen when we come out after this weather break. And the first play out out of the weather break, 80 yards. And the offensive line could not have done a more masterful job blocking it up. They set the tone for the rest of the game, in my opinion, when they came out like that. As bad as 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 things have been up to that point, they came out of the weather break and set the tone. Yeah, and setting the tone is something that's a mentality. It's not something that you just turn the switch on for. So for us to be able to still set the tone, everything included, how is it not to be? You know, you being harsh and look at the rest of the college football lines. You get them F's and mm. E because they generally aren't good. You know, generally like. Most of the times you're picking out of a hat, you're going to get a bad offensive line. Generally. Generally. Even your favorite teams got shaky offensive lines. Generally. Colorado's offensive line doesn't look too great either. Hell, USC's offensive line struggles. You can't tell because... Magic man Caleb has been running around making plays against subpar. Uh, look, I felt that's why that. Utah put it on them. That's why Oregon State be putting it on them because they offensive line is up and my, really that good. My daughter left the game in the middle of the second quarter Saturday, bro. Oh yeah, I mean they scored fifty eight, and, and that was a conference game. That was that was Stanford. Yeah, that wasn't no, yeah, that wasn't no that was, Buffalo. That was Stanford. She hit me like, I'm just letting you know. I'm out of I'm here. Le- I'm, I'm leaving the game. I'm like, oh, okay, where you headed? 
I don't know. We'll probably go, go probably grab a bite to eat. Yeah, I got so much time. I'm <laughs> we find something to do. We can't we not staying in this boring. I think they ended up me. I think they ended up going to Roscoe's in West Hollywood. Mm. I think that's the is that I think that's the one on Pico. They don't cook the chicken good over there. Yeah, you have to be careful which one you go to. The dangerous ones are the ones that cook the chicken good at. She didn't go to that. Well, one. well, the one, the one, no, the one that's actually across the street from the BET offices that used to be the CBS lot is actually okay. Yeah, the, yeah I mean, if you're in okay. that area, you got to go to uh, Sweet Chick. They got better chicken and waffles. I've heard about Sweet Chick. Have yet to. Uh, I've heard about it, have yet to partake. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Wide receivers. I'll give them a B. I mean, hey, before they couldn't get over a C just because we didn't have the talent level or the, the, the continuity. But now, I mean, they went out there, they did their job. I just like the fact that Sam was able to get the football to guys and allow them to, to use their talent and guys flash for us. And I can appreciate that. You know, I mean, that's hell. We, that's something you can appreciate for not having it. Now, you know, two or three years from now, if we're not doing that, then it would be a bigger discussion. But, you know, for us to even have an activated receiver room that impacts the football game where we score points and have big downs and this and that, if we did not have that before on a consistent level. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea. The drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. On an impact basis to a game. Haven't had it. We've won without it, but we haven't had it. So to have it and for it to still be consistent in a pretty, pretty good challenge against a secondary that was supposedly pretty good. Hey, we are posing a threat. 
We ain't saying we the, the biggest threat. But you gotta you gotta run the tape a couple times for us now. So for that, I give us a B. Great, great compliment to our run game, which I think is the bigger grade. But hell, that's where it starts. This is gonna lead into Jared Parker. I think the wide receiver struggled early, but we said, look, what did we say the game plan was gonna be? They're gonna force Notre Dame's wide receivers to prove that they can beat coverage. Absolutely. And early on, it was a struggle. I think when they popped that 80 yarder kind of bag, it kind of made NC State say, okay, they adjusted. We can't maybe be as aggressive as we've been. And then they started to open it up. I was still, yeah, I I think you're gonna see you're going to see that when Ohio State, Ohio State's gonna do the same thing. Yeah. Pressure and leave Notre Dame one on one. That's your best theoretical chance is doing it that way. Because now you're like, all right, make Sam beat us because you know that Sam isn't the quote unquote best player on the offense. He does, but he makes the offense go. Mm-hmm. So it is an interesting dynamic because he's not the effect of a Caleb Williams where that's the game plan focused on beating Caleb Williams. It's like we feel like our best way to win is if Sam beats us, but that's only because their run game is is more of a threat. Sam's a threat, too. He'll light your ass up for 300 yards if you let him. But they'd rather err on Sam doing that than giving up that run game. So that that's why we appreciate Sam for these big games because he's got to put up three, 400 yards if we want to have success. And we know that he's capable because he doesn't feel the pressure that he got to play beyond or we ask him to do Caleb Williams things. We just ask him to do your job. And then, damn, do a little bit extra, you know, because we need that to win. But that's not asking for a lot for a guy that's done a lot with a lot less. A lot with a lot less. You play beyond the talent around you at Wake Forest. That's a lot harder than what we're giving you. Hmm. But now that we're giving you an easier way to fight, we still need you to fight good. You know, we still need you to put a little sauce on that thing. And and with that, we can get it. We have a chance now. You know, we may not be the best quarterback to win the championship, but we got a pretty damn good one when you mix it with all the other stuff. There was... I was talking to our guy, KG, that joined us last Thursday after the game. We both thought that the offensive coordinators had some special moments. We'll leave it at that during Saturday's game. Mm-hmm. Jared Parker got real cute like two or three times. Like, I don't know what 
the whole flea flicker thing when you're on that side of the field at like the 30 somethings like what are we doing we're running the ball down their throat now you're trying to trick them right for what one of the biggest mistakes that you can say sam hartman made was taking that sack on third down yeah and making you know that was a chip shot field goal now you make it a much more difficult field goal and that was the play when most people thought they should have called a penalty because the guy tackled him around his neck but jared parker for the most part in my opinion adjusted and i like it because i think he's comfortable Remember when I said Jared Parker was extremely lucky to walk into the offensive room he walked into? Oh, yeah. When I mean, he got he the knew, job? He knew he was lucky. He knew he was lucky. Hell, you didn't even see him on the coach's list Yeah. until we found out what it, when it couldn't happen. He fell into it. He stuck around, and it's not like his track record was – was something where we're like, oh, we needed this the whole time. We didn't know what we got with Jared Parker, but Jared Parker knew what he could take advantage of with the right guy. So he sh- he's very lucky to walk into it and even Thank more you. lucky that Marcus Freeman got him a guy that can make it come alive too. Mm-hmm. So there's two parts to it. And then the third part is we got rid of the, the, the extra fat that can complicate a situation. You know, you got rid of Drew Pine. You got rid of Tyler Buckner. You know, you got the youth in there that's is in a wanting-to-learn position. You know, they're not biting at the ankles necessarily or making it hard to decide on who to go with. You know, you done cleared the decks, got you a capable guy, and then the advantage of you being around it, knowing just how good it can be. I mean, Marcus Freeman underratedly, put it together masterfully. And mm. so now you got all the right ingredients put together. This is equivalent to Joe Brady and Joe Burrow being together for two years, but this is a quasi similar position because it's one year, but it's, it's a little different. You got a more experienced guy on, on, uh, uh, Got a more experienced guy on Sam Hartman's part, but you got an offensive coordinator that's been in the system, knows the players, knows kind of what can be better and how to work or fix it. And you mix that with an experienced guy like Sam Hartman, it's the, the same amount of production that you got out of the LSU offense when they were at its peak with Joe Burrow. A guy that's coming in comfortable with all the things available. I think that's the best position you can be in. And it's a dream transfer position for guys out there looking for the right spots, right coach, right place, right time. I mean, it's man, Sam is a really fortunate dude this year. <laughs> Lucky Lucky Podcast. I think before we switch to defense, the points are one thing. You pointed out that the talent has been there. And one might say 
Well, Tommy never had a quarterback like Sam Hart. Well, Tommy technically went out and got Sam Hart from the portal before he left. So Sam Hartman is technically Tommy's guy. So I'll give him a little, I'll give him credit for that. That's who he identified in the portal. That's who he went and got. Absolutely. Which makes it even more concerning why he made the decision to go to Alabama. It's like, you go get your guy and then you bounce to go to that quarterback room. That's just weird. That, that, that's weird. I have some thoughts, but that's just weird. Maybe Tommy tried to use that as leverage to come back to Notre Dame for an extra little some some a few more chips in his cookie. And Notre Dame told him, no, that's not happening. It's just strange that he would make that move. And then maybe he thought Alabama would be a, a quicker path ultimately to where he wants to be. Yeah, it's a good resume. So audio, don't forget, CFB Nation presented by Twisted T. Audio edibles each and every day. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. We switch over to the defense. They play fast. That, that's what I loved about the defensive effort. They play fast. I saw somebody in the chat questioning the pass rush. I know they only had one sack on the day. Kudos to Donovan Heinish to getting that sack. But they pressured Brendan Armstrong all day. That was pressure all day. They brought pressure. Riley Mills collapsed the pocket from the inside. Howard Cross has been a beast all season long. Pressure in the quarterback. So I look. There is no Isaiah Foskey on this team. That's just going to. But Notre Dame had Isaiah Foskey on the team last year, and he was a no-show in the big games. And I told you we'll have more production from the defense as a whole than we need as an individual player. And that's why we said anybody can pop in any week because everybody is generally collectively pretty good as an individual, maybe not a top in the country. Mm -hmm. But that's like having the top 25 player in every position that is good on a team, maybe not the best player, but one-on-one is a problem. It's a problem. So you're not going to go into a game singling out any individual and being like, that's the guy that makes it, that we stop him, we stop them. It's more like we all got to play pretty good across the board. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Marcus Freeman is putting together a very positionless football team that is we may not be Georgia. That is first round picks. But there's a bunch of third, sneakily second round picks on the team too. 
And with the development, I think we're in a good spot that can attract the right talent to take us over the top from a, we got dudes like Jalen Smith type, you know, just easy. Oh, he's the best player. He's the best player. We'll get to that. But we're in a really tough spot from a game planning situation for a team on offense because they're like, well, I mean, I don't love our matchups. Like, I don't love my three receiver versus their number three corner. I don't love my offensive lineman versus their number two three tech when they're subbing him in because he can still give us issues. Don't get me started if they rotate their backup linebackers, which we think may be better. We know about Ben Morrison, but Cam Williams is not no slouch either. So it may not necessarily be the number one guys that we're concerned about, but it's the the overwhelming one-on-ones from key positions that you depend on in the game. You depend on your third receiver in the game. He may not be the go-to, but he's the dependent third receiver. And our third corner is pretty good. He may not be the best corner, but he, you know, you can't just look his side either. You know what I mean? So, heck, our fourth corner is pretty good. Our fourth corner is pretty. That's what I'm saying. We, we, you know, Christian Gray, Christian Gray is is playing in the first half, bump and run. And Ben Morrison was technically our third corner going into last year. Look, we felt like the secondary could be really good. Left, you know what I'm most proud of? 32 carries for 86 yards. We can talk. We knew what the secondary could do. We knew they would be able to stand up and challenge Ohio State. We knew they would be able to stand up and challenge USC. Notre Dame gave up 32 carries for 86 yards on the ground. That's what I'm talking about. Because all we talked about is teams running the ball on Notre Dame all last year. A quarterback that just came off of running 96 yards on the ground in the previous game. You knew North Carolina State. Robert and I wanted to get Brennan Armstrong involved in the running game. 12 carries for 26 yards for Brennan Armstrong. So they they pressured him, and it might not have been in the conventional, we just have a speed guy like Isaiah Foskey coming off the edge. But Al Golden, we'll get to his grade, in my opinion, did a fantastic job. Now, I, at a point, I felt like he was doing a little bit too much. Because he was living leaving the middle of the field wide open late in that game. Yeah. And if it wasn't for just drop passes by the receivers, the game could have looked might have looked a little bit different. But overall, the defensive performance, you have to be pleased. They tested the DBs, the DBs, hey, they showed up. Benjamin Morrison dropped an interception, an easy interception early in the game. Came back and got one. Christian Gray had one go right through his hands. 
But I want to focus on that defensive line as we go ahead and give that grade. As I said before, 86 yards given up in the rush running uh, <coughs> rush attack, North Carolina State. Brennan Armstrong was running around all day long. 22 of 48 for 260 yards. 48 attempts for 260 yards. 5.4 yards per attempt, bro. Mm. Defensive line was, yeah, defensive line. I don't know what grade you're about to give them, but uh, I mean, I mean, it's hard not to give them a B. Anytime you're scoring 42 points, the other team has a marginally different uh, gap. Mm-hmm. Plus 10. Overall, you got to give out Bs just because of one, it's hard to do that offensively. And defensively, it's hard to just limit a team to 17 points because they, they got the last touchdown towards the end. I'm not really counting that. But it's hard to do that away mm-hmm. because of the momentum and such that can happen for an offense that's at home. So for the margin of victory to be what it was and for and for the defense to stand out in things that I felt like and you felt as well that we lacked last year from a speed and an open field tackling standpoint. I mean, the D-line definitely caused enough havoc, in my opinion. And, you know, it, in combination with the blitzes and all that, I, I had to get the D-line to beat. I'll give them a B plus. Like I said, man, I've been harping, stopping the run all off season. And the first time they faced a team that put up 170 yards on the ground against Connecticut. And that's really because their passing game struggled against Connecticut. And they began to dominate in the second half with their rushing attack being led by Brennan Armstrong. And coming into the game, you knew they want to try and use Brennan Armstrong as part of that rushing attack and to hold them to 86 yards. I'm going to go ahead and go the extra mile and give them a B plus. Okay. Because the pressure is one thing, but, yo, being able to do that against Brennan Armstrong and knowing what they wanted to do and how they wanted to attack Notre Dame which would spread you out and try to run the ball and then go play action. I'll give them a B plus. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's definitely arguable you can do that for them. Yeah, linebackers. Mayor Leofowl has been playing his butt off left. I I just want to preface anything we say with, with that right there. He is... He might be the defensive player of the year up to this point for Notre Dame. I will put Howard Cross on that list. I will put Maris Leofow on that list. Uh, 
Benjamin Morrison. You got your grade for the linebackers? I will give our linebackers. I give them a B plus because I just like that they're playing better as a unit that's most improved in my they opinion. Are. Uh-huh. And so being the most improved unit, they look like it again. And when they play the way they're supposed to, it sets the team in a good position where now we feel like a very complete team and we've really improved on what we lacked last year from a unit basis. And that production out of linebackers is a B-plus for me. Yeah, They've stepped it up. I mean, they've tuned it up from the weeks before. They've seen a lot of different offenses in a short amount of time and to adjust to it and still be impactful, give them a B-plus. Secondary. Secondary, I give an A because they really thought they was going to do something against us in the past, especially against Cam Williams, and he was not going for it. Uh, I like that we showed a lot of versatility in our secondary. We can do some things. Mm-hmm. Xavier Watt getting the pick, uh, being in the right place, right time. So I give them an A because that's the leading unit for me, and I'm going to stick by it. I've been critical of DJ Brown. DJ Brown played his butt off on Saturday, bro. Yeah. He played fast and he flew around. He, 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 he And see, this is the thing. DJ Brown is in the start. For those that question why DJ Brown is starting, because he knows where to be. Yeah. Yeah. If you, hey, look. He knew where to be in, in Navy, he just missed the tackle. Look, and I will say this to any parent that is trying that their kids, Left, you coach. I'm sure you're going to keep teach your boys this as well. Physical talent is one thing. Knowing what to do and where to be consistently is far more impressive to coaching staffs than you being able to run fast. All that, because running fast and not knowing what the hell you're doing That's not success the majority of the time. DJ Brown is playing because he might physically get beat, but he's always in the right position. Yeah. Yeah, he just gets beats. So like Nick and Coleman. to Marcus Nick Freeman. always in the right position. <laughs> yeah, that's that Nick Coleman effect. I'm telling For you. For Marcus Nick Freeman and, and uh, Al Golden, that is worth his weight and gold especially at the safety position, which is a communication position as well. Great communicator leader and is always in the right spot. And his physical tools kind of caught up with that Saturday, making plays at the line of scrimmage in the run game early, then making plays in the passing game, coming up with the interception. Might have been his best game in Notre Dame, flat out. And I see, uh, yeah, Christian Gray 
I don't think Christian Gray is going to ever change his number to a single digit. He wore the 29 number going all the way back to Pee Wee. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think his grandfather wore it when he played football. So that's why he wears it, the 29. So I, I don't think he's going to get a 29 up. Al Golden left. What's your grade for Al Golden? Ooh, that froze. <laughs> I am going to. Give Al Golden a B plus, and I would have given him an A. I'm sure Lee left a B right back with us. I'm going to give him a B plus. In my opinion, Al Golden did a great job game planning for North Carolina State, but then when North Carolina State adjusted, he continued to try and come with these exotic pressures. And he left a lot of holes in the Notre Dame defense. In my opinion, he rattled. He rattled the quarterback, stopped the running game, had a fantastic game plan, and really allow Notre Dame to control the game until the offense got going. So for that, I could give him an A, but then, like I said, the questionable calls, the questionable blitzes, middle of the third quarter into the early part of the fourth quarter, it's just always just it's too much. At some point, you have to allow the talent just to play football, right? Mary's Leofile affords him to be able to be more aggressive because he's fully healthy and he stepped his game up. Kaiser has played. Kaiser had a great game against Navy. I mean, Tennessee State, they really didn't play that much. And this week, Kai. Jalen Sneed was all over the place. He was in the middle. He was coming off the edge, pass rushing. Gave a couple of pressures when he had an opportunity to rush off the edge. Just like Jared Parker, Al Golden is using his pieces, which is in stark contrast to last year. So I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised, but I would drop that grade from an A because of how he prepared originally for North Carolina State, which I think was masterful to begin the game. But as they got into the middle part of that game and they adjusted, I was worried about the way he adjusted on the fly defensively. So I'll give him a B. Strong B.
I'll give Al Golden a strong beat. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So Left allowed his computer to die. He's trying to charge it right now so he can hop back on. As I said before, this game was the game that impressed me the most with this Notre Dame team. And this is with the penalties and everything being sloppy. Jared Parker told, and I pointed this out on IB postgame, Jared Parker told Notre Dame fans and told the media that conflict was coming. They were getting to the part of the schedule where they will finally face conflict. I don't know what you expect from a football team. If you expect perfection, then you might want to take a step back and reconsider your fandom. If you expected this offensive line to be perfect against North Carolina State. I I think your expectations were a little bit too high. If you expected this offensive line to come out early against North Carolina State and bulldoze North Carolina State, I think your expectations were a little bit too high. 32 carries, 197 yards. Thirty-two carries for 197 yards. That's what that Notre Dame offensive line did. Including penalties, sloppy play, misassignments. Sam Hartman was sacked four times. Put the ball on the carpet twice. I would have liked that number to be around two. But if you expected Sam Hartman not to have his jersey dirty against this North Carolina State front seven, your expectations were too high. Your ex- if Sam Hartman gets pressured the same way he got pressured against North Carolina State and it's against USC, then it's a problem. By all means, it's a problem in my opinion. Because that USC defense is nowhere near, especially in the front seven, nowhere near as good. And they got the best player back off the edge. Van was incredible for North Carolina State. Okay, sorry. Um, He was absolutely incredible. For North Carolina State in his return. Who, 11? Who you yeah. No, not 11. Uh, the Van kid, the defensive end. He didn't play oh, yeah. against Connecticut. He was the best player on the, on the defensive line. You knew they were getting him back. So we talk about expectations all the time, Les, and how... We talk about expectations and how the fan base sometimes can expect certain things, right? Like they expect the offensive line to be flawless. 
they expect the offensive line to just come out and just dominate from the jump. That doesn't happen, especially when you face other good good teams defensively. North Carolina State was one of those games where you should not have anticipated the offensive line being good early. But at yeah. the end of the day, at the end of the day, Notre Dame had 32 carries for 197 yards on the ground. I mean, with the sloppy play and the penalties, they basically put up 200 yards on the ground. Now, now, yeah, the penalties had me worried a little bit. And, and that's and that's fine, but you get penalties. See, you know, you know what happens when you play le- against lesser talent. You play against lesser talent, and yeah. then you step it up. Yeah, yeah. You step. You have to get used to it because it is it's different. It's different, and yeah. you can't simulate that in practice. You can't simulate North Carolina State playing as fast and as aggressive as they played early in practice. You can't. Can't do it. You can't do it. So once you get punched in the mouth, it takes you a while to adjust to that as an offensive line but once you do now you can go play yeah and i think um you know it's just a summation of being prepared too i mean i think these guys what what uh jd bertrand was talking about in the fiesta bowl about guys locking in on their jobs mm-hmm. and the coaches are providing everything that they need to win this is the actualization of it coming true. Mm. Guys are actually preparing how the coaches are instructing them. And we knew it would take a little time, but it's good to see in year two they can make those strides ASAP. Hey, see, this is I don't I don't do this. I know some people do this. When you look at total yardage, and then you say, well, 80 of those yards came on one play. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? It's it's if you have a bunch of yards and you don't have the points. Like a yeah, Clemson. but see, this is the point. You say you say that like that 80 yards was all Aldrich estimate. The old line is part of the 80. So so what are we talking about? I mean, he ran like, on air for 60 yards. 80, 80 yards was on that one play. Yes. That the offensive line opened up a tremendous hole. And he the barely got time, touched. Yeah, exactly. And you only count those yards as empty calorie yards when you have a bunch of yards and no points or nothing to answer for. So, so what is 80 yards on one play? But that 80 yards resulted in a touchdown, which resulted in points that part that, that were apart of the 40-point effort that you had. So the consistency obviously is there because you have to – in order to score 40 points, you have to do a great job of not beating yourself with penalties. Yes. yes. You have to do a great job of executing when the defense gives it to you and also be able to be a threat the entire time. It's not like we scored 45 in the first quarter. We – continued to score throughout the game, which shows a, a an honest effort of guys are locked in.